0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Mel. Brian here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty.
1: Daddy. Hey, Mikey!
0: If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold, but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget just as soon as, right uh, Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Hello, and welcome to my favorite work of art, With me, Dr. Laura-Jane Foley. In each episode, I'm joined in the studio by a guest who tells me all about an artwork that means something to them. Today, my guest is a singer-songwriter, Dana Gillespie. In a successful and wide-ranging career spanning 55 years in the music industry, Dana has recorded 70 albums. She also appeared in the original West End production of Jesus Christ Superstar and starred in Ken Russell's film Marla. Over 20 years ago, she co-founded the Mystique Blues Festival and she continues to tour around the world. I'm delighted she's joining me today.
1: Hello, Laura Jane. How are you? Very well. So tell me, what is your favourite work of art? Well, do you know, that's a very difficult question. What I thought I'd choose was a, a painting that wasn't probably anyone else's choice (laughs) it's um, what I it's a it's a a picture about cats, uh, pussies, not as in pussy power, but four-legged sort, the, the meowing type. And it was originally done by a painter called Karl Kahler from Austria. And I work a lot in Austria, and the tradition of Austrian artists is very strong in my soul. I've been going there since 1980. But this particular painting is amazing because it was commissioned by a woman who spent a fortune, and she was a millionaireess and she lived in California, with 350 cats so she asked the Austrian painter Karl Carla to paint her cats I, I, I'm not quite sure how long he took I think it might say I'm looking at a bit of blurb here in front of me I think he took
0: about three years I mean he spent a long time I mean, we should say that the, the Painting is entitled My Wife's Lovers (laughs) and it's a painting of 42 cats, 42 of the alleged 350 that she had and they're all in different poses and uh, I read that Karl Karl had spent three years with this woman and, and her cats. Looking at each one and doing little drawings and little preparatory sketches before attempting this huge canvas. Uh, it's six foot by eight and a half foot. It's absolutely
1: massive. I would love it on my wall. I would kill for it on my wall. Would I mean, you? Well, yes, because so I. You're a
0: cat person, then.
1: I well, an animal person. I think when you get to a certain age, um, cats cooking and gar- gardening or dogs or something suddenly become more more interesting than um, rock and roll stars. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had a sort of mad past, but you know I. Particularly like this because you can see that the woman who commissioned it had done it for the love of her pussies, and in the middle sits Sultan, who was her big favorite, and she seems to have favored these Persian Angora cats. Mm. Uh, They're actually not really my favourite because somebody must have had to have been kind of brushing them all day long. I mean, think of the hair that would have come off these cats. Mm. It's just such an unusual painting and um, it's just... I didn't want to... When you said choose a painting, I didn't want to do something, let's say, like the Mona Lisa that everyone knows. I thought it'd be nicer to have a glorious pussy picture that nobody would know.
0: So when did you first come across it?
1: Um... I was sent it by uh, an Austrian painter who's also very well known, Mr. Jürg Huber. And he's famous in Austria, Vienna, because he's done probably about 30 of my album covers through the years. And he's very much a cat person. So when he sent it to me, we both drooled and said, gosh, we we wish we had this. I'm not actually sure where this thing now hangs, this painting. Well, Um, it's in
0: a private collection because it's sold at Sotheby's in 2015, there was a big sale, and they, there was a lot of publicity around it. And the estimate was 200 to 300 thousand dollars, and it actually sold for 826 thousand dollars. Massive. Uh, well, it, if crash. I'd had
1: one lotto and it was going for a couple of million, I also would buy it. Would you really? Well, yes, only because it, I just like looking at cats in paintings, mm. and you don't see so but many. There's so many
0: of them. Well, <laughs> slightly, I find it slightly creepy. I have to say. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I, I hadn't realised. I hadn't really thought about whether I was a cat person. Or a dog person but my reaction to this I think maybe I'm not a cat person but it made me think of the you know the Rossini cat duet yes immediately yes. that sort of that I mean can you imagine the noise of all those cats meowing all the time well,
1: one could da- I dare say say the smell as well <laughs> but I mean he must have painted them all individually obviously I mean you're never going to get them all sitting they're sitting it's on a kind of pink satiny curtain. And I can see that they're draped across bits of, I suppose, what must be nice bits of furniture. And it's just an unusual thing. And I just thought maybe, you know, I see that it had been voted the world's greatest painting of cats by Cat magazine. (laughs) Um, Obviously, they're, they're slightly biased. I just thought it was kind of, Unusual, and, and, you know, it's there's that other painter from Switzerland, Baltus. He always had a cat somewhere in his painting. There are these people that become obsessed by cats. Mm. And Mrs Johnson, who'd commissioned this painter, it was in 1891 she commis- commissioned him. She must have been completely bonkers for her cats.
0: Yes, I think what's remarkable as well is that the artist, Karl Karla, had never actually painted a cat until he got this commission i mean that's pretty remarkable i think he was a horse he painted horses and and genre paintings and uh, and then now he's so well known for for this. Well, I wonder if he's been known for anything else
1: after this. He might have Well, sadly
0: he died in the uh in the earthquake, in the San
1: Francisco earthquake. Oh, no, Only I didn't know after. that. Mm. How did you, where did you find that out? Well, yeah, as art Research. historians, yeah. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> um, uh, that's kind of sad, but I'm pleased that he's left behind this 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 great painting that we can look at. But I mean he would never get another commission like that. I' di- well, perhaps in you know in Arab countries they might have their favourite Falcons or something painted mm. by artists. But to do this sort of work, I do see what you mean about it being slightly creepy because it's obviously this woman, Mrs. Johnson's obsession, mm. and somebody else's obsession is not everybody else's passion.
0: Mm. I love the title though. my wife's lovers. I think it's quite a a nice little irony that the the husband. Well, describe the cats like
1: that. <laughs> well, I've come to a point in my life that I think I'd prefer to spend my life with about ten pussy cats walking all over me than um, a guy. <laughs> well, Probably right. But <laughs> well, yeah, but I've been through the mill, so I can get away with saying things like that. It is one of the joys of getting older. You know, you, I, the only other thing about getting older is that you become slightly invisible, unless of course you're a singer. But I mean, uh, your life very much changes, and I don't think I would have screeched to a halt and stand at this painting as much as I do now if I had been 40 years younger. Tastes change. Well, actually, when I was younger, I kept dogs. Oh, right. (laughs) But when you get old, you don't want to do the walk all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Want them to look after themselves. Um, Interestingly, though, um, it was quite a famous painting. I know you said that your friend introduced you to it, but in the 40s especially, it became mega famous in that it had been on, um, it was first on display in the Chicago World Fair, which was about 1893, but then it went through several owners. And in the 40s, the the current owners, the the owners at the time of the painting had prints made, they took it on a tour of art galleries around America. Really? It had a big event in Madison Square. It became a big deal. So a lot of people's homes would have had this print, sort of 40s the 40s and the 50s. So it has, you know, had these sort of periods of fame in its life.
1: I'm surprised that nobody's kind of printed up postcards for it. You know, if you go in a postcard shop, there's always pictures of cats everywhere. And I had not seen it before I was shown it by somebody online, unless you can't get copyright on it. Maybe it's that.
0: Yes, it could well be. I mean, I know that it was the the current owners um, bought it. I I read a lovely thing online, actually, that said that the current owner bought it because obviously a very wealthy current owner, yeah. but his mother had had a print when she was younger oh. and he'd always remembered it being in his home as a child and then he, he wanted to buy it to remember her. Do you remember which country
1: it hangs in? Yes, no, it's in, it's in America. It's still in America. It's in America. It
0: was in the... It's in the Port, it, there was an exhibition after it was bought in 2015. There was an exhibition at the Portland Art Gallery in Oregon uh, in 2016, and they made a big deal of it. But the, the, the painting is huge, and the, the cats are actually larger than life. Right. So they had a, a, a an event on where they had uh, a local uh, cat rehoming. Uh, center and they brought in these cats that needed to be rehomed, and they had them next to the painting. They tried to recreate the painting with the actual different types of the colors of the cats, the different breeds, <laughs> and uh, and you could see, you know, there's some images online if you if you Google it, you can actually see that it's it's vast.
1: There are some some colorings of some of the cats in this painting that seem unusual. These kind of speckled, skewbald or piebald, a bit of both actually, and there's only one black one. They're predominantly white. Uh, I wonder how many of those were deaf because aren't white cats meant to be more deaf than others Um, but there's some that are those three coloured cats but I, well, I just, looking at it now, I wish I had, well, I'd love it on my wall or something similar. Mm. I mean, I need to find somebody to come. I have got no wall space, though. And I like old paintings. I don't like new modern things. Um, I was actually done by Andy Warhol for a cover of my one of my albums in the 70s. Oh, and my mother had it on her wall. I wouldn't want it hanging on my wall to look at a picture of myself. No way. I'd prefer to look at furry, furry animals. Oh,
0: wow. So you still have it? Yep. Oh,
1: fantastic! Wow, (laughs) we should be talking about that. (laughs) Well, I want to see that. (laughs) uh, Well, I can show you. I might have it in my, well, whatever. Yes, well, it's it's actually was the cover of an album I did. The same Bowie and I had. David Bowie and I had the same manager in the seventies, and he'd written a song for me called Andy Warhol. Why he wrote it for me, I don't know. So I sang it on one of my albums and he liked my version so much that he put it on one of his albums after I'd already recorded mine and we were all in New York together and, you know, Andy Warhol was there so it was decided that he should do my cover but nearly nobody's seen mine except as the cover of an well it was an LP of course which dates me but uh, it's just come out actually as a double uh, on a double box set thing um, called what memories we make of stuff of stuff I recorded in the 70s I could have done I could have done the Andy Warhol thing but then I thought that might be slightly too narcissistic <laughs> so I thought I better choose some cats instead so
0: tell me did you go to studio 54 did you go to his um, the factory did you go there and I that how
1: it I didn't it was all done for me I was in New York for two years and I never went to studio 54 before. I was probably the only rock and roller there that didn't. You were too cool. Well, it's just I've never been a party person, strangely mm. enough. I'd rather write songs or go to it and actually sing. But it is quite a striking a, a album cover and uh, one of these days I should really sort of get it out slightly more shown around. Absolutely. It, it needs, It's had. A, it's got a couple of rips, small rips in it. When my mother died I had to transport it back. So I need to find somebody that's going to repair it properly. It will get an <laughs> Another airing one of these days. Excellent,
0: good. <laughs> um, if you commissioned a painting or something that meant a lot to you, like uh, Kate Birdsall Johnson did, what would you choose? What would it be of?
1: Oh, I think probably something that's not living, like some sort of somebody's mad mind, the inside of their mind, something rather psychedelic. I like colours. My idea of hell would be to have a Rothko, for example, you know, where it's just one colour. I sang in, I did a concert in the Rothko Chapel, which is in Houston. (laughs) I mean, I was just surrounded by... Well, we're sitting in a studio with just plain walls. I know anybody who loves modern art will think I'm a complete peasant. But I like I like, like art that looks like art. I don't like sploshes and, OK, a bit of Jackson Pollock maybe. But I, I suppose I would – well, I guess I would like some cats if somebody was a really good cat painter – um at home I've got quite a few symbolic paintings I go to India a lot so I'd have in a thing that's got oriental leanings I've been going I my place looks like a temple actually if you walk into it cross between a temple and a harem, and a and a probably a Sufi monk on acid and so it's it's very very colorful and there's not an inch of blank wall it's kind of covered with paintings so I've always in fact if I get another painting I don't think I think I'd know where to put it mm. so I probably wouldn't commission anyone to do anything
0: what about sculpture um, always pray
1: for a bit of sculpture no, I've got no, sp- <laughs> I've got no space for anything anymore. Oh, no. um, I'm having to sort of, I can't declutter because I've just reached saturation point. Um, sculptor would be nice in a garden, but I have a small bit of garden actually where I live. But if I and I have got a stone lion, a huge lion's head in the garden, but it's only there; it hasn't been nicked because I don't think anyone can lift it up. It's so heavy. I would have sort of, I'd love a stone, any animal actually, in the garden, but you can't leave anything out it's going to well it's going to get stolen yes. this is this is how life is when i was young i live in south kensington when i was young there were lots of real cats walking around in the gardens there are now no, no cats
0: i would never seen a cat in london
1: no it's so sad and i used to see really classy cats where i lived beautiful you know really expensive breeds and one even had a diamante collar but people just don't have them anymore i think either they get stolen and uh, and asked around or in the area I live a lot of the houses are just bought and kept empty which Mm -hmm. I think is a scandal so who's going to feed these animals
0: Mm. yes you're right
1: and it's much better for animals to be in the countryside as we know and when my mother was alive I had two cats and a dog but I would take them up to Norfolk where she lived where I originally come from one part of me anyway and uh, she would look after them so I think I would have sculptors you know I I you, you mentioned that I ran the Mustique Blues Festival for 20 years. Well, one of the men that, who were, used to be there, who he's sadly no longer on this planet, was a man called Felix Dennis, who had Oz magazine yes, and yes. Um, Dennis yeah. Publishing, and he owned various amazing magazines. But he was famous for commissioning people to do bronzes and things. In fact, on the island of Mustique are two huge humping bronze Uh, tortoises, so (laughs) because you always had a sense of humour. You need large space to commission large bronze statues. I mean, he had a huge bronze horse, amazing statues he had in his garden. My garden isn't big enough to commission anything. Mm. So, sadly, no, I don't think I would commission anything. (laughs) And
0: and also, I mean, you needed a lot of space to have this as well, six foot by eight and a half, amazing.
1: Yes. Sadly... But that's all we've got time for. I could have talked to you for a very, very long time, but it's gone very quickly. <laughs> it has indeed. But I'm so pleased, well, sad that you tell me about Carl Carla having croaked in the earthquake. Yeah, But absolutely. I hope it was quick for him and he's remembered now.
0: Well, I think what's interesting as well is that um, the painting was in a was in an art gallery at the time, this, this painting, yeah. my, my wife suffers, and the art gallery was destroyed and yet this painting survived. So how remarkable is that too? That it is. Survived the earthquake. Yes. Thank you so much for coming in, Dana. Today, we were talking about My Wife's Lovers, a painting by the Austrian artist Karl Kahler. Although best known now as a painter of cats, Kahler had never painted one before he received the commission for this painting in 1891. He spent three years studying cats' poses and learning their habits before painting this huge six-foot-by-eight-and-a-half-foot canvas. Born in 1874, Carla studied at the Academy of Fine Arts in Munich before emigrating to Australia and later the United States, where he received the commission for my wife's lovers. He died aged only 49 years old in the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. If you would like to see the artwork we were discussing this week or carry on the conversation further, you can find me on Twitter at Laura Jane Foley. And if you want to discuss the show, please use the hashtag MyFavoriteWorkOfArt. The show is recorded at Wise Butter in London. The title music is Blue from Colours by Dimitri Skalatto. I hope you'll be able to join me next time. Goodbye. <laughs>